You're listening to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of soccer knowledge and experience, even for those who have never played the game. Your hosts are lead instigator and Real Salt Lake fan from the beginning, Brant Goble, Major League Soccer OG and national team lover, Tyler Thomas, and the kid who keeps them all in line and the only one with any fashion sense whatsoever, Brennan Goble. On the podcast, they share their random thoughts after every Real Salt Lake match, win or lose. Besides team and game commentary, they work to bring you the highest quality Real Salt Lake and soccer community content. Content that includes interviews with Real Salt Lake insiders, current and former players, and random fans just like you. They also talk soccer from around the world, from the U.S. men's national team to little clubs like Manchester United, Arsenal, and my personal favorite, Tottenham, and the behemoth that is Crawley Town FC. Enjoy this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. All right. I'm your host, Brian Goble, joined by Brennan and Tyler. And we're going to be talking about a couple of games. We'll do the first half with the Real Kansas Salt City Lake game. against Kansas City. Against Kansas City. Kind of a tale of two halves. And then we'll do halftime. And then we'll talk about... The uh, Red Bull. Red Bull. It's kind of like a tale of two games. Two kind of different, really different games. They played two different games, so I guess they are different <laughs> games. <laughs> yep. Thanks for that great insight to start us off, Brent. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go too deep too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kansas City, Beavers in the goal. Getting his start on the road. And Nelly, Glad, Sylvan, Brody across the back line. Gomez... With the blonde hair, Loffelson, Palacio, and Oviedo. So Palacio getting his first start in Kansas City on the road. Musovsky and Krylock up top to finish it off. On the bench was Luna, McMath, <laughs> Vera, Julio, Hidalgo, Ruiz, Arango, Jockison made the trip, and Ojeda was the last man on the bench. So Kansas City... Starting off with a bang. We had a couple good chances right off. Yeah. Um, the shot from Palacio, whenever that was. Ah, like 13th or so minute. Something like that. It got me off the couch. I thought, holy I'm like, he's cow. going for that. And then he tagged it. Mm-hmm. It was a laser. I couldn't believe how fast it was on TV. It was like, whoa. And there was yeah. hardly any rotation on it, too. It was like a true knuckleball. It was awesome. And McIntosh made a great save. Yeah, he did. Dang. Which was kind of the theme for much of the night with him. He made a he ton, did make some good saves. Ton of good saves. Mm-hmm. On the night, I'd say he outplayed Beavers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall. Yeah, I think so. I think we could have put this game away and come away with three points, but they got two really good goals in the first half. Start yep. off with the first one, and you you kind of blame Loffelson on that one. Yeah. I thought that Loffelson, the pass back to Beavers, mm, was a too aggressive. little too aggressive, maybe not even necessary, because he bounces it back to him, and then Beavers, I think he'd felt the pressure earlier. Yeah, he would. Pre- he was pressured two or three times before that, and I don't think he was super poised on the ball at the sweet young age of 18 to, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was just being coached by his coaches to get, rid- get it off his feet quicker. I don't know. One of those yeah, things. Yeah, and he just send it back to the middle. It's not like McMath hasn't done that all season, oh, too. Yeah. But 
I thought that kind of set the tone for that play, that series of, uh, of events. The bad pass back. Yeah, a series of mistakes happened after that, right? Yeah, it was like almost a comedy of errors. It wasn't very funny, though. I didn't laugh. Did you laugh? <laughs> no, I did not. No? Okay. No. I, yeah, so I, don't, I wouldn't call it comedy, but uh, but the defending was poor at best. I mean, Anelli should have tucked in. Johnny Russell beat him to the inside, and there was a big enough gap between him and Glad that he couldn't close it down, so Johnny kind of took it you know, further left for him, which is on his strong foot, and Glad didn't want to chase him out there because he thought maybe Anelli might come back. Maybe he thought that. I don't know. I don't know going through this guy's minds. But it looked like he didn't want to chase him out there. Mm-hmm. And I thought Anelli could have cracked back on him and put a little pressure on. But instead, it gave Johnny Russell kind of a, a minute to look up, see Glad wasn't coming full bore, and then just play a nice cross in. And then... Uh, Shaloy. With, well, no, uh, I mean, Brody. He's talking about Brody, no? Yeah, then a couple yeah. things happened, right? Yeah. Like, Silva came over to guard... Who somebody was run the, making the guy front that was post the run center. was it yeah, Kinda or somebody like anyway that. one of those guys in blue or whoever yeah they one are. of the other whatever eleven and then uh, and then Brody was cracking back trying to find Daniel Shallowy yeah it looked like I think Silva and Brody I think we talked about it. Silva and Brody were kind of between two minds trying to cover deciding on who to cover because there was multiple people there and. Well, Brody's been caught like that multiple times. Um, he's been caught, you know, lacking on top of the box, even though he's a fullback and he needs to get back. And um, our our winger isn't covering him. You know what I mean? It's it's something where he is he isn't really looking behind his shoulder too often, and he's getting caught um, out of position quite often. And it's kind of one of our Achilles' heels at the moment with how stout our lineup is right now. Yeah, we've talked about this. I think where. RSL probably has the best lineup they've had in years. But the two weakest points are probably right and left back. You think? Yeah, I I think so. I think Brody was out on left for Kansas City, right? And Ellie on the right. And I actually think Brody's been playing better, and I appreciate Brody more than I did starting in the season. But if you look at the players we've picked up and who we have, the weakest points are on the – those two points, the wings, fullbacks. Mm. the backs, the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I, I think there's, on this team, I think there's three players, and, and I'll say one for sure player, that just can't be replaced. And we'll see if Chicho, that, it's too small of a sample size to say Chicho is irreplaceable, but I Glad. think he's for sure. And I think it's Justin Glad. Vera and Silver are interchangeable. I think Vera's a slightly better, longer-term, you know. More minutes. Yeah. More minutes. Yeah. And Silva's great, but I think he's past his prime. Well, with the with the injury that he had, that's probably slowed him down quite a bit where they don't want to overwork him. They want to keep him fresh you as get, long yeah. as possible. Yeah, one player in Vera who's coming up and getting better and better yeah. and still has room to grow. And you got another one, Silva, who is at the point where he's a wily veteran but he's not going to get any better. Right. He could stay where he's at and maybe... But he's very reliable. Very reliable and bring in and use some of his wily skills to stay um, relevant. Right, but we don't have another Justin Glad on this team. No. We don't have a backup that easily slides in there. We don't have another Caldwell. We don't have... <laughs> we don't... 
No, I think Caldwell's found his way off the bench. So we don't even have another Beasler. <sighs> I think Caldwell if, is the new only. Beasler. Yeah. Anyway, I I think that if we slide Vera to the left and Silva stays inside with Glad, and then Brody or Hidalgo on the right, then we have a stacked defense. I would I would argue that and say I think Anelli. that's a better. I think I think Anelli is far more dynamic and. Yeah, plays, it, plays more options for the center of the field and up for, up front. I was thinking that, but I think after the Kansas City game, I, I kind of was let down by by Anelli in this game three or four times. It looked like he just stood and watched on both goals and two other times where Kinda just ran right past him at the end of the game. I thought we had lost a game, you know. Kinda gets that wide-open header, and Beavers came out and just chest-trapped it. I was like, dude, was, you can use your hands. That was a little lucky. We'll have to see if that's a pattern. <laughs> I, I wonder how much we can how much slack we can cut the team. Because it really, was hot. I mean, it was well, we can brutal. Also, we don't have to be so critical on him because I mean, Anelli's what up and comer. He's I mean, a he's, he's had a rookie. One bad game, I guess. Yeah, so you expect you know yeah. here and there to have a bad game, but when you're fighting for that spot, maybe yeah. you can't have a bad but game. Going back know. to what you said about moving Vera out to the left, that still doesn't really fix the problem. No, right? Well, I, I think Oviedo's a good left back. And but I, now he's playing midfield. That's what well, that's we can talk about. Yeah, that, right. We'll like, talk about that. Like, is he not defending, or do we not well, like what, his speed? What or? he's trying, I think, what he's trying to um, say is that he's he's thinking that to have a true fullback that is capable of everything of that position, we need to purchase another player that is kind of like a Chicho or a Palacio, younger in age, that's already had experience and just comes in, plugs and play. And instead of yeah, having those weird I mean, quirks that don't work, you know, like Oviedo's pace doesn't work anymore. Brody's p- uh, position on the runs, ball, vision, all that stuff. I mean, he's, he's had a, he has right. had two, the last two games were pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, but then also Hidalgo. Hidalgo is not he's not a five hundred thousand dollar player. He's not a million dollar player. You know what I'm saying? But he's getting better. He he right, right, he but, can still get better. He's got some can't, potential. We in can't there. be satisfied is what we're saying. Yeah. Is if we're gonna start spending money, now's the time that we don't just have one heavy weighted up front, lightweight in the back. We need to be we need to be have a nice spine, fully equal all the way across. And well, so to that point, it'd be nice if Vera, Silva, and Glad were the three we rotated as the center backs. Center backs. I agree. Right, because then even Vera and Silva, if you're not putting a ton of minutes on Silva and overworking him, then you can give Glad a rest, and Glad's going to be better for longer. Then that you still need the two a, a better right back and a better left back. I think Oviedo, and this is something I put it out, and Cameron Ellis on Twitter had the same question about talk about um, Oviedo and Hidalgo. Uh, in these games, but I thought Oviedo playing in the midfield. Um, what's the name of that? Wing back. Yeah, see, I I think Winger. he's kind of like a, a poor man's Zinchenko. You know, he's not an amazing defender, but he's really good in possession going forward. Oviedo. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, so he's like a poor man's Zinchenko if you're an Arsenal fan and care who that is. So that. You're also playing to his strengths and not counting on him for where he's the weakest, which, which is, is physical battle, physical and his pace. Right. So he's a great guy to have, and he proved that. Um, which game was it? It, uh, it was at home. It was at home. The one where he oh he sent it yeah. across to Saberino, who uh, yeah, a great just, crosser of the ball. Which we've seen Hidalgo be a great crosser of the ball. 
he's he played a couple of great balls through as well. So we're getting good play out of him. I, I think maybe somebody's waiting for a great play. I think I think we're set there. I think we're good. But again, I'm not. Well, if we're looking at who could be better, that that's the only place where we could really. I think our second see striker, a drastic change. Our second striker could be better as well if we're getting nitpicky. And that's, I think well, Moose that's, plays well that's with Chicho. Really weird that you say that when we have Krylock on the team. <laughs> why? Why would you say such a thing? Because because he's our captain, oh captain. He's your captain, oh captain, and he's up front. So what are you saying? I think he, his best days were in midfield. Oh man, he doesn't like Krylock. No, I didn't say that. Oh, I like him. Like he doesn't great. think Krylock's good enough. <laughs> one, one thing too, <laughs> I think. Right? One thing too, I think I mean, we need to be picky. to me need, need to be just a little bit careful about. We have improved our roster. But still have a lot of other teams, and I think if they're just like gearing up for Messi, and I think that uh, yes, we're better, but it is still yet to be seen if the other improvements other teams have made are as impressive as ours, or if we've taken a step ahead of some of the other teams. Well, what's what's really nice is the fact that if this was the team that we're going to end with in 2024 or 2023, um, I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm totally satisfied. I don't oh, like gosh. if we don't get another player. I'm like over the moon still. Like I, st- I still can't believe we're spending like 16 million in a transfer. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's playing out on the field too. We're getting good results, even when we played bad against Kansas City and gave up two goals. And by the way, the first goal was bad. The second goal was just amazing. Like you look back at Johnny Russell's feet, he goes by every MLS defender like that. Also before. Kansas City scored the two goals on us. We had a couple of great opportunities. We talked about the Palacio shot. And then the Oviedo Oviedo hit the corner. Yeah. Waffleson made the run to the corner and played Oviedo inside. And he took it with his off foot and dinked it off the post. The Savarino special. So close. And I think that's Oviedo is a luxury to have right there. It's nice to have a a veteran player that you can throw in. Maybe not going to start every game, obviously. But he can come in and do that. Oh, he can come in and be dangerous, and he can also um, defend up because he has the experience. So, that yeah, is really I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I like that too. Oh, wait, I'm going to talk about it in the next game. So we had a couple chances, but then we gave up a goal, and then the next one after that, Johnny Russell gets played inside, and he's one on one with Glad, and he just turned him, and. Glad stepped because you think as a center back that you have that play. Polito made a run, and Polito kind of pulled away just enough to distract, you know, anybody else from being able to step over. And Johnny Russell just roofed that. Like, I mean, again, Beavers maybe could have made a, a really awesome save. Well, he also he guessed right instead of near post. Yeah, you got to cover the near post. Yeah, yeah, I think he was diving down. Yeah, because looking right. at the replay, he was going like this, and it went off to his left. What was he doing? He was going, he was like, going what? like this. How do you say that with words? It's the C in YMCA. <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> the C away from the near post. YMCA going the goal. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I that, almost pressed the button. Oh, you wanted oh, this. Huh? I, want it so I don't even remember which one it is though, so I don't want to guess yet. And so I, I don't want to. Thinking it's C. I don't want to put well, both to of those C. goals on. Ah! I don't want to put both those goals on Beavers, but he probably could have done better in both instances. Yeah, and I think 
Not not with Shallow We Shot, but on the play that led up to it, and then on on Johnny Russell's shot, which was again with his off foot. Yeah, that was a really good. It was play a cool goal though. Like takes a little bit of the sting out of for me. That guy's getting out of his prime as well. No. Yeah, he's Johnny. Getting, Russell. He slowed down in the second half pretty slow, and they he's, subbed He's him. getting pretty old. I love Johnny Russell. He, I think he's kind. Of, he fits Kansas City because he's an obnoxious, loud. And they love to just go on and on and on. Although I do have to give Kansas City fans props because in the first half I heard, I think it might have been the first time I've heard it um, in uh, Major League Soccer watching games. They were they were doing the you don't know what you're doing chant. Really? <laughs> the ref. You don't know what you're doing. And then in the second half they went with the ref you suck, which just needs to go away. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get people on board with that, but it makes my daughter cry. <laughs> Dad, don't say that. Oh, I wasn't saying it. Everybody else was. I, I didn't I didn't know, know. Jericho Why was didn't... so sensitive, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought in the first half, I did think that there were some some players for RSL struggled. I thought Loffelson and Ruiz even had some giveaways. I think that's the two weakest points for those two guys, especially Loffelson. Still have a tendency to make really bad plays, really bad passes, and give almost a turnover machine. And I think it showed. I don't think that uh, when we get to the second half, I don't think that they were expecting to sub at halftime. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But maybe it was hot. Could have been. It could have been a change of mind on the day. Man, you guys are really wiped out, and or I'm not feeling good at halftime. Like, and you're playing really, really bad. You're playing poorly. Well, no, I think, I think it was. I don't. I think it was a game plan in the moment, not ahead of time. Yeah, I agree. That was. And the other thing too, I, I liked about it, having the way they did it, and knowing that we had a game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I liked having the maybe the weaker lineup to start the game, especially in Kansas City, especially in the Heat. Yeah. Because if you start your your best players, and you know they're going to get they're not beat up, right? They're going to get worn out, the Heat, and all of that. Who are you going to sub in at the end of the game? Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people do when they come to Salt Lake, right? It's it's not Denver's altitude, but it's altitude, and that they, they'll take their stars, sit them on the bench, and Put the guy who can run in the energet. Excuse me, the Energizer Bunny. Get him in there and let him run around all crazy like, and then bring the skill in at the end of the game when they've tired out the, you yeah. know, the team. So that we've seen that before. I, it's I not like new that. To I us. think it flips around too. Is like if we go ahead two nothing with our best lineup, then the second half they get the momentum, and score two goals. It's more likely that the home team is going to finish us off than. Uh, if we did it the other way, which that's that shows a certain amount of gusto, a certain amount of gumption, confidence, confidence. Ooh, I like that word, but like grit, you know what I mean? This team's a little gritty. We're, we're on a streak, bro. We haven't lost forever. Um, yeah, well, it's also we're so deep, too, so that's why he's able to do all these rotations that. Are benefiting us quite a bit, but twenty-eight players in the last month or so. Yikes! That's and they're lot. all they're all good rotations too. Like they're not they're not they're not terrible. I mean, Oviedo is a little bit of a change, but 
I really like that. And here's what I love. We haven't seen the fifth defender, central defender oh, sub yet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Isn't that great that oh. we've gone just away from that? That was when I was really close to disliking Minestrone. <laughs> I was like, man, come on. Stop the doing that. The fifth defender at the end of the game. Holt or Beasler or... Well, you put one guy in the absolute you know? center, it changes the entire defense. How the strikers go in through the channels, yeah. it doesn't, it's just not... I don't love it either. Man, you got to stick to four or... I don't even really like three. I don't even like that. I like four. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the second half, the subs? Yeah. Halftime. Luna came in for Gomez. Gomez is kind of struggling. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think um, since Luna kind of came back, he's stepped in and taken that spot. And even the next game, even more so. But Gomez, I think we all saw it. He's a little disconnected. He had a little bit of success. He had that goal where he went on that cool run. But he also isn't getting the assists anymore. He's not connecting with his teammates properly. And he's young. He'll he'll get there. Yeah. Right? Well, if, oh, if I'm he's, not worried. Well, if yeah, if he's young, let him be young. And then now that we have a good option that is working, it's great. Allow, allow him to fit into the culture more, get more comfortable, find his roots. You know, come off the bench. Come off the bench. Whatever. I mean, it's still it's still Kansas a wonderful City. signing overall. Yeah. We'll have to see. This is where maybe Pablo's ability to connect with players will be really important because Gomez just needs to calm down. Right, he's not making the best decisions. He's he's keeping the ball when he should pass, and he's passing the ball when he has an opportunity. He waits until he's got three guys on him. Uh, it's just been and his timing's just a little yeah. off, right? Like he'll make a run when the guy can't pass it to him, or he'll he'll see a pass that he can't make, and it'll frustrate him. So yeah, I think you know he'll get there. It's 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 coming. Kind of like we saw with Luna, except I see more from Gomez, honestly. I see the hope that that's there. With Luna, it was a lot of, I don't know, seemed a little, I don't know, like my kids used to play this game where they had these tops, and they would spin it, and they would Bay say, Blade. let it rip! Yeah, Beyblade. Beyblade, Beyblade, let it rip. Come on, dude, sing it. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember this oh, song, man. Never mind. There was a TV show for a short time. Anyway, you basically you'd just spin this metal top, you'd zing it off this and it would shoot into this bowl and whip around for a minute or so and And then dragons would come out of it and then they would evolve and then yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that was a cool show. It's really anyway, hard to do in real life. Right. Yeah, but the, why the, game the tops sell very well. would spin yeah, exactly. in the little plastic thing. Stadium. And that's how it felt like Luna was playing in that stadium. Right? It's just it's like, zing! Go get a mud! You know? And now it feels like he's transitioned to, I'm a starter. And I think he's getting that, like, confidence, to mm -hmm. use Brennan's word. Like, and that looks good on Luna. So, Luna came in at halftime. Was this the game where he had the slide tackle? Yes. So, uh, since we're talking about Luna, it came up in the post game after New York Red Bulls, Pablo Mester, anyone on and on about what has gone right with Luna? What's the difference? Why wasn't he getting minutes? And it was kind of like we were saying. He just wasn't ready. And then he went to the U20, had a good U20. And he also said he needed to figure out how to be a good teammate. And I think that's kind of what we were pointing out with um, with Luna, talking to Devin Sandoval, who meant, pointed out the difference between the massive gap between the professionalism as a USL 
player for a lot of them and major league soccer there is a difference and so he had to figure all that out and, and pablo Mastroini in the post game said that tackle showed that he was now part of the team yeah and that it was a team mentality and not a player mentality and i think well he tracked back and won the ball that we played forward when chicho came on too right chicho subbed in yeah yeah and that's where Gomez is. He needs to figure that out. He's in that same position, I think, that Luna was. How do I, how do I figure into this team, and how to become, how do I become part of this team? Be and a better teammate. Be a better teammate. So you think that's the answer? Yeah, I, I think it is. With Luna, you don't have to. He's trying to create a world class. You mean Gomez? Gomez. He's trying yeah. to create a world class strike every time he touches the ball. When <laughs> really, all I got to do is pass it to the open guy, move, pick it up, move. And they start doing that. I think you've, we've seen RSL play more like Luna likes to play because he's part of the team. They trust him. A lot of give and go and all of that. Dude, I love the fact that your dad, as a convert to the game, is talking about how he loves give and go. That's like the basis of why, the way I learned to play was the give and go style. And I love it. I love that your dad's come around to that whole style of play, Bremen. Me too. It's impressive. Yeah, I'm way past tackle. Beautiful. Yeah, way past tackle. You're way past. Just tackle him. Get him. <laughs> Elbows. You know. And the you one don't thing, yell get him on the on the field anymore? You don't yell at that? Pass the ball. I don't know what I yell anymore. I don't yell very much. I yell way more than you guys do. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like you're drunk or something. I was like, dude, who's letting this Mormon drink, man? See, that's why I don't have to drink. I'm crazy. Like, Show oh, me yeah. what a Taco Just Bell with a Baja t- Blast. Dude, like, so right good, dude. Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink. That's weird. <laughs> I'm loud and obnoxious without drinking. It's a safety precaution for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. But it's I'm here for it. So, I enjoy it. Uh, my it daughter so makes nice. fun of me throughout the game, usually. Really? It doesn't matter which daughter. The 10-year-old, the 25-year-old, the 23-year-old. They all make fun of me. How many kids do you have? Yeah. You have three kids? Seven. Yeah. You have seven kids. You, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Seven kids? A lot, a lot of kids. Yeah. That he knows of. No wonder your hair's gone. <laughs> seven kids, dude? Well, they, two came at the same time that one time, so, I mean... The oh, geez, adoptions and you know okay. whatever, That's but this podcast isn't about me. It's is about it? real stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But back to what Brant yells at, at people on the field. <laughs> oh. So at halftime we had the sub. Luna came in for Gomez. Arango came in for Crylock, and Ruiz came in for Lawson, the which were all headed monster. Really good subs, because right off the bat. All three of them are connecting four goals. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Ruiz to Arango, Arango yeah, in the middle Moose. of the field, and a, just a beautiful pass right to his feet. And Musovski had a beautiful touch and popped it up and over the goal. Popped it up and over the, the, the goalie. Keeper. Yeah, which is a great. And it move was to a use. cool fake, like because he 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 looked like he might go left footed and touch it past him, so he had to take that away, and then he. Faked it, stepped by, and by then he was already on the ground. So Musovsky just lofted it up and over him. It was beautiful, and it, it was kind of a strange celebration. Did you notice that? Like <laughs> Moose has been caught like, so many times. You know, he, he kicks it in. He turns around, and nobody runs over to be like, "Yeah, bro!" Like, like there's nobody like Moose over there. with him. 
Yeah, because he's done that a bunch of times. At least twice, right? Yeah. Well, number one, I think they were waiting to see if he was offside. Because it was, was close. Number two, it was hot. They're like, he's way down there. Come, you come back here. We'll, we'll come, give you congratulations come, over here. Come over here. And then he, he kind of puts his hands out to his side like, what? And then Chicho's trying to get the ball to take it back like, we're going to go get another one. Yeah, that was a really cool idea. Love that attitude. Yeah. I, Which I guess you don't celebrate at Real if you're, if you're down two goals and you score. You just don't celebrate. Not in this culture, in this club right now. I wouldn't. I just referenced Culture Club, and you didn't say anything, dude. Come on. Well, I'll tumble for you. Give me time. I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for you. There you go. There we go. We got the Culture Club in there. All right. (laughs) Just reminded me of Adam Sandler. (laughs) The wedding singer. The wedding singer, yeah. Yeah, so so good, huh? That's what I was going for. Self-taught, no less. Thank you very much, Pops. (laughs) To yeah, yeah, that's where I was going. But it was a tale of two halves. RSL uh, right off. It's always the... a tale of two halves. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that what the, the joke is? Times, the it joke? was the worst of times. Yeah, so that was a great play. And it was right off the bat. And Luna started the tackle, lofted it up. It was two on two. And we came out ahead. Like, that's awesome. Chicho laid it off perfectly to Moose, who timed his run perfectly. It was really close. If you drew a line and like did some protracting, goal, yeah? yeah, yeah, we're still second, on that one. Oh, sorry. And did some protracting. You was really close, but there was no way Vieira was going to call that back. It was no. too close, way too close. No, I don't. I don't think he was. The I defender's back been. foot was still stepping forward when it. Yeah, I, I think he was a foot onside. Yeah, agreed. I gotcha. So, yep. So and after that strange celebration, we continued on. And uh, uh, we had the second goal in the seventy second minute. Although we, there was one thing, when did uh, uh, Chicho get his yellow card? Oh, you, you want me to look that up, or, or no, you're just I, asking in general? Like, I got it. So Kinda was out wide, and he was turning, and and Chicho was running over, and Chicho looked like he was going to slide tackle, but he pulled up like halfway through. And Kinda threw himself to the ground, and he didn't even touch him. And the ref ran right over and gave him a yellow card, and I was like, what just happened? It was the 67th minute. It was like a pump fake slide tackle. You ever done that? You, uh, you've you've uh, done that move uh, before, yeah, right? I've, I've played soccer. Um, <laughs> but it, when you watch the replay, there's that one angle where it's kind of like that straight on, and you can see the gap between them. And there's no physical touch. I was like, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was like, what's the point of VAR when it's clear and obvious that he has nothing to do with Crylock falling or the, whatever that guy's name is? <laughs> Kinda. Kinda falling Krylock. on the ground. Well, I don't think VAR <laughs> reviews yellow cards. It doesn't. But but clear and obvious, it seems to be their go-to is when it's clear and obvious. Yeah. And over, I think that should be done when any sort of penalty or uh, foul is given. But did you see midweek, though, they, they did rescind the yellow card? Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. The MLS Rules Committee, whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't care Discipline about that. Discipline Committee. I mean, what is that? I mean, cool. They went back and took it off, and, and, they, also, and they actually fined Kinda for flopping. Yeah. <gasps> That's better. Okay, right? now I'm happy huh? now. Okay. Okay. On that, there you go. On how much was the fine, though? Like 250 bucks? Undisclosed amount, of course. Depends on how good the flop was. 550 <laughs> You, you owe me a Whopper? They have a, they have a system where they have, like, five people, and they give them a rating for, you know, 
three one to seven. nine one to ten that's a 9.5 on the flop scale <laughs> i want that job and then they did then they divide that by a multiplier and then they come up with that and then the, the russian judge <laughs> skews things and then that was the whole thing he sneezed well, there's also difficulty, level of difficulty. Yes, level of difficulty. Yeah. But watching the game, you had to get to like that third replay before, like, because when I saw it live, I thought, yeah, that's that's a foul, and look like you know he left something in there, and I can see the yellow. But then you watch replays, like, oh, and, but I think the ref, the angle he had, it looked yeah, like you that. couldn't tell. The AR had a similar. They couldn't tell. You couldn't yeah. tell until you got that third. That one camera angle was perfect, though. You could see yeah. air between them. You're <laughs> like, oh my god! And then when you saw, it, you're like, oh, okay, that's getting reversed. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope yeah. So. And we had two yellows. They had none. I thought it was a little more physical of a game, and probably could have used another yellow. But you know, Rubiel Vasquez did a pretty decent job. I, I wouldn't have called some of the stuff he called, but better than Tori. Oh, he did all right. He, I, w- I would give him a, a solid middle ground rating, which is for me like an A. <laughs> like if you grade on a curve, that's that's pretty much an yeah, A. That's pretty know? much an A. Yeah, no ref is ever getting a real A with Tyler. No. Well, the big A was when <laughs> Julio ran down the the back line, right, and oh, the, the whole yeah. stadium erupted in the refugees chant and. Uh, and uh, Julio wins the ball. Refugees. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. It's we're the... chanting for people without homes, right? We're like, everybody's donating money, and we're taking up... No? Anyway, so Julio sticks his foot out, wins the ball, knocks it back. Their defender goes flying. He probably shoved him in the back after he won the ball. Bang, bang, play. Julio walks in on goal. McIntosh is in a good position, so he just puts it between his feet. Which Julio tries that move way too often, in my opinion, because oh, no. he tried it again. In the- and then he had an opportunity <laughs> to seal it and give us three points. A beautifully set up ball all by himself. And he goes slightly to the right. Kicked it. And, and the keeper didn't even have to move. He just blocked it with his leg that was on the ground. But we'll, back to the goal. The goal was good. He beat him. McIntosh's legs were spread wide. He kicked it through him. And goal. Yep, and surprising. I, I think, like we said, the second half was pretty much all around Salt Lake until <laughs> until the end of the game, like the last uh, few minutes. Yeah, that, they had a City, couple guys that were just flurrying in there. They had the play where Luna came in and made the save, which was a which was a fantastic save. And I stood up, I grade. stood up off the couch and I clapped. I did too. I yeah. was like up. Oh. I was like, what? No. And then the, he cleared it. I was yeah, the like, great thing about it, yeah, he cleared it when he was still on the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a Very play. impressive. Because, I mean, I mean, he misses that ball by, what, like an inch, and it's a penalty. Like, that's a that's a real yeah. ballsy move. Well done. Yeah. And then there was the play at the end where I thought we had lost it. Yeah, game over. Game yeah. set match. <laughs> where Glad and Brody were not running it down in the corner. And the chip just came across, and I'm like... I hope Beavers gets that because everybody just let him run. And I think it was an Ellie who probably he ran right past an Ellie yeah. and uh, headed it. But Beavers blocked it with his chest. I was like, <laughs> the replay on Beavers, it looks like somebody told him there's a bee on his chest because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but it, we came out with a tie, which was good. It was it was slightly frustrating, but at the same time, a di- uh, you know, if this was the team six months ago, we would have definitely gone three zero. Yeah, and lost. So yeah. it's in the hu- same game. Absolutely, yeah. it's a it's a huge huge difference. So a point over there is well worth it. Yeah, and and for the performance their goalie had, like. You he know stood what? on his head. Yeah, he really did. He had four or five really, really good saves that kept them in that game. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I really like about that? Is that sometimes it's hard for Real to go on the road and play really well. We've been playing really well a lot. Yeah, it's... I'm, I'm like super geeked about this team right now, guys. Is it nine wins so far? It's weird. Nine, we haven't nine, lost since like yeah, nine April game, or something. I yeah, don't even know. Nine games without losing. Well, eleven games on the road, ten games. Because we lost overall. to LA at home. Yeah, but that wasn't the Open Cup. It was the game before the Open Cup. Mm. Yeah. Then we we're like, that's it. We're not going to lose to the worst team in the league. And then we started winning and yeah, tying it's, a couple ties in there. But. Yeah. It's been crazy, and I don't know. I don't know what the uh, there's. There's a lot of things you can probably point out. I think a lot of it is becoming a team. Maybe the stuff that Pablo works on, the universe and all of that. The cosmos. The cosmos and uh, seances. I don't know. Whatever they do. (laughs) Whatever they've done to become a team has been incredibly impressive. (laughs) So halftime. Did we want to go over... uh, It's halftime. One thing I wanted to point out, though, was... uh, at and halftime. The, at halftime, Kansas City, Arsenal only had four crosses. Whoa. Which I think is a Whoa. theme we've been pointing out. Yeah, took it to them. And they had 13 crosses. So, Put anyway, halftime. So, any uh, orange slices or anything else we want to Ooh, we should do orange slices. About? We haven't done orange slices <laughs> Like for a it's while. season one of RSL Random Fan Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Um, I would say for my orange slice, um, I got to give it to Moose, man. I think, uh... Moose is loose. I think Moose is stepping up in a fantastic way. Um, at the beginning of the season and before that, he, it was seemed like we didn't have an idea of what he was going to be doing for us. And we didn't, um, didn't really have a fit for him. And then now that he's finding form and being prolific in it it's uh it's really impressive to watch him play like i'm always rooting for him to score and he's came up clutch in this game for or not this was it this game or the other game where it was luna yeah so luna was in the uh recent game red bull game and uh moose was in kansas he's got five goals and four assists yeah, like yeah. he's Which, our most prolific out of nowhere scorer right now. Yeah, and I I think that's because he's really understanding the the rhythm and the way that everybody's moving the ball, and it, and, and the funny thing is he does nothing else remarkable. He's not an amazing passer. He's not doesn't win a ton of balls. He pressures, you know, well, but he doesn't do really anything else that you you go oh that guy. Oh, that Musovsky, he's so good at kicking well, that's the ball in the like net. Well, like the Mirror Krylock of 2019. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Because Krylock didn't have any fancy skills. He just found ways to be in an open area or in the leftovers. Yeah. And I think Moose is doing that same thing. He's finding that, that lane and he's staying in it. 
And I can't believe I'm a saying poacher? this. Is I'm, that what you call him? A poacher? Yeah. Just finding his spots? I'm kind of curious and almost excited to see what Ruby Orbean does oh when boy. he comes back. He jinxed it. Knock on wood. Oh, he we could. It. It's <laughs> too <laughs> late, man. We you know, he's he's oh, going to come back and he's going to score oh, 40. 40. Oh, boy. Well, we didn't jinx uh, uh, goal differential. Why? We're in the. We, Dude, <laughs> you did too jinx goal differential. Oh, my gosh. Do we tell a story now yeah, or do we tell it later? So we're watching the game and RSL goes up 2 nothing against New York Red Bull. The, the power drinks or whatever they are. Yep. And I lean over. Blurted to out. Brendan Tyler. Hey, positive goal differential. And they're like, no. And then we turn and look at the field and Red Bull came down, had this scorching shot, and McMath saved it. Yep. And then Disaster. next play, they scored. Disaster averted because Saverino <laughs> came back and scored. Uh, oh man, he without spoiler Sa- alert. Yeah, without Saverino doing that though, that game is a headache. That I think realistically, they had the momentum, they were moving the ball, they just scored, and without Saverino doing his like standard top of the box, moving to the right, hitting the ball in, without that, I think we are we're down to a point at home. But we'll get there. Yeah. So halftime. Do we want to talk about the uh, U.S. national team? No. What's the other one? The U.S. national team played Panama. The Gold you Cup. Just, you bring it up, so I'm just like, no. And should we should Panama we talk about what you're going to talk about? Played good. And U.S. So the game went to overtime, zero zero. <laughs> this is really it's disheartening sucked. for you. I know it's hard to even talk about. <laughs> And but then, Jesus Ferreira, he's our he's our new hold, he's our hold, new place. He's our Donovan. Please, please hold. Donovan McNabb. Please, please What's hold. his name again? Donovan, Donovan McNabb. Landon yes. Donovan. Donovan yeah. McNabb. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. Please hold. Um, so we sucked. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm the U.S. That. played well in spurts, and then every time we got close, Panama just either bumped us in the right moment or whatever we just could not figure a way to get the ball in the net and i still don't know how busio plays so much but whatever maybe it's the horrible hair i'm I'm not sure but he has better hair than i do so it's hard to really go at him for his hair it's a sensitive spot i know i'm like finished dude anyway so the u.s with their c team and matt turner he's the goalkeeper for arsenal he's really good and he kept him Does in the game start? with multiple times. He doesn't start, though, right? At Arsenal? Yeah. No, but he's always in the 18 oh. or 20 or whatever they call it. However many players are on the bench now. So Matt Turner does great. U.S. does great. Give up a goal in overtime. Then we get a goal in overtime. Then we give up a goal in overtime, but it was offside. So they, they call back. We go to penalties. And Jesus Ferreira, who scored the goal to keep us in the game to go to penalties... Misses his penalty, like misses, misses the goal, like yeah, shoots it over to the side. Like, cause if the keeper blocks it, okay, fine. It could have still been a decent penalty, but he just missed the goal. The sky, like the goalie doesn't need to be there for him to miss. Yeah, oh. like if you miss, yeah, then okay. anyway, it's it's worse than if the goalie blocks it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If the goalie blocks it, he made a great play. And let's stop talking about depressing things and get back to Real Salt Lake, who actually wins. 
Well, I I wanted to talk about Dave Ferrer because I was trying to figure out why it is I'm not really like it. I don't like him. Because David <laughs> Jesus Ferrer is, is a talented player, yeah. but I the, I think that's why he, I don't like him is because I think he's more on the punk scale than the clutch scale. Yeah, and David had this like tenacity about him that you see pop up every now and then in Jesus, but Jesus. then it goes away. Like it's almost like he he gets a goal and then he's like I'm good I'm done like you know I don't know if you ever played with someone like that but like you no. you kick him the ball and they're like Nah dude we're up by three dude I don't have to work hard you know like that guy you know what I'm saying Yeah I never I was never around those type of people you know I was always the let's go for seven <laughs> Oh okay. you know what I mean You always played on your whole team always throughout your whole playing career and everybody always thought that way. No, I played rec, and I was on the worst team with the most girls. <laughs> but we somehow won. Were they the cute girls? Uh, were they distracting to the other team? I mean, yeah, there's two of them, but they were the most physical, too. So nice. I think they were pretty there happy about that. Yeah. But I was on the same team. So foul me, like, foul me. Yeah, exactly. So like, Let me <laughs> said piece, I'll take her. <laughs> She's on your team. I know. <laughs> I'm very much aware of that. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Uh, no, so but it, it that, was, that's what that's what frustrates me with Jesus Ferrer is like he looks like he's a punk, like you said, and he'll have moments of greatness, and then it's almost like I'm the star, and then he he shrinks back down. There's like it it makes him less of a player. Like he still hasn't figured out that mentality all the way young, just yet because he is still young. And but I'm, I'll cut him a whole bunch of slack because you, you want your national team pool players to be good but I, I think that's his issue is and maybe it's just uh, a confidence issue he's got to believe in himself more so he doesn't have to overcompensate with the bravado right and just play but yeah you know that's just from my couch on the psychological <laughs> comes in on my couch but so, come on over Jesus have I a did, seat my friend I did I have to apologize to Panama I jinxed them really bad I what'd you do play Van Halen no Panama no. No, I, I wouldn't do that to anyone. Panama. I wouldn't play Van Halen for anyone. Really? But, uh, I even set you up with Culture Club and you can't give me Van Halen? No, I wouldn't even give you Van Hagar. Oh. Ba-dum-bum. But anyway, I turned the... Almost. <laughs> you can't I turned the, the game button. over in like the 89th minute and I thought, oh, I'm going to... We'll get At least we'll get to see, you know, 30 minutes of soccer because, you know, they're probably going to go to PKs because nobody was going to score and boom. Was it Santi? Gomez or whoever it was. Oh, it was Jimenez. A, uh, Jimenez. That was Damn. a great goal. But it wasn't Raul Jimenez. It was Santiago Jimenez, right? Yeah, he ducked, and then he played it with his back foot, and he played himself through. Ooh. It was so good. It was. Such a, a good really move good and finish. And you're like, if you go out on that goal, dude, then, I mean, at least that pa- was Panama, to their goal. credit, they were dangerous. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a struggle. It was close. It was a good game. It was a good game, yeah. And... But you know Mexico won. I'm not a huge with their Mexico B team. Fan. Yeah, their B team. Won. But we had our C team, so it doesn't count. Well, our I C team know. isn't as good as Panama's A team. So there you go. No, but it was kind of frustrating. We did league, win League's Cup though, or whatever it was, N- Nations League or whatever it was. The one we tried in. Yeah, and played our A. Yeah, team. we didn't even try. So that's why. So it doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, Pulisic <laughs> went back home. Didn't even try. So in Milan, we had one arm time. I had her back, and then yeah. So. Busio tied behind her back. 
You just don't like Boosie, do you? It just uh, it's, it's just like Aaron one Herrera. of those kids it's, it's where, Aaron you're, Herrera, right? where you're like, I don't get the way this kid's trying to play, you know? And maybe that's it. It's just a misunderstanding on my part. But... You're the national team fan on this team. What is your thoughts on Bearhalter getting the job back? It's almost like if you're coaching at the national team level, you could be the janitor. And if you put the right guys in, and even if you don't, let's say you don't put the right guys in, and the guys on the field will come to you and they'll say, hey, um, we really need that guy right back instead of that guy. And then you'll be like, oh, really? Why? He's better. I play better with him. He plays better with him. And you get that three or four times. You figure that out and you play it the way the team wants because they're the team on the field. So I don't care if it's PJ, AJ, LJ. As long as it's not Buzio. Jason Kreis, he was there helping make decisions. Like, it, it shouldn't be that hard. But that's It's an all-star team. It's like coaching Real Madrid. Like, it's, it's not that hard. Well, isn't that the whoa, knock whoa. against? No, it's not. Might be harder. Then we don't even, like, take our all-stars realistically. So, I, when we're ta- I'm talking about, like, our team, USA. Team USA in this tournament is like having Real Madrid and Barcelona. It's, it's Real Madrid and Barcelona, right? Just Americanized. Yeah. For our region. And Panama was the Greece of the tournament. You remember, like years ago, <laughs> yeah. Greece won no, Euros. Yeah, it just went through. It's everybody. Like what? How is Greece just walking through everybody? Iceland did it a couple years ago too, right? Like every now and then, a, a, a Panama, a Panama up. will sneak through. And I really hope Panama would win it. I did Godoy, too. I think he's peaking and turning down. He's because the United States of. I think Mexico now has three more Gold Cups than the United States. And then there's one other team that has won the Gold Cup. Yeah. Was it Panama? Or Canada? I don't, I don't oh, even Canada. know. El Salvador, Guatemala. Some, somebody else plays soccer. Jamaica? But mm-hmm. Anyway. Back to Bearhalter, I think the knock on him that, that uh, I see that maybe resonates the most is that what you were saying is not how he wants to do it. He wants to have less ego, bro. Have less ego. He, he wants to have play the, the players team the play way they want to play. How he wants them to play, not right. how they want to play. Or so, yeah. I, I, it remains to be seen what will happen. It is critical. I mean, 2026, the World Cup is here and there in Canada and Mexico. And everywhere. Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. The three countries. East, we put it on a tiny dot in the middle of the Middle East. And now we're spreading it out over three huge countries. It's all about money, man. FIFA's uh, corrupt, man. Well, Mexico never would have got it on their own. Canada never would have got it on their own. And everybody loves to come to the U.S. It's safe here. I think it was good. I I like the idea of having a North American type uh, World Cup. I think we should have had it in Jamaica. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, you're making me very happy. But uh, <laughs> if you do the, but I, one of the things I thought was interesting about Qatar that was so nice, other than all the nice other stuff, hot. it never should have been there, was right. the fact that they it was all the games were so close. I yeah, we walked like to them. All. Wasn't that morning. nice? We just walked down the street to the other game. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't that? That was real nice. Remember when he 
did that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, did, we didn't even do it. Uh, I guess we talked to a few, gave a few orange slices away. Yeah, I said moose, and then you guys changed the subject. <laughs> and then you guys started talk- We haven't even talked about the Red Bulls game. That's the most common one we're talking about. Oh. Okay, we'll get to that. I'll give uh, in the... Kansas City game. Luna. Do you remember that? Luna. Okay. Did Ruiz play in that game? Yeah, he Second no. half. He came Second in. Second half? Okay, I'll give it to him. Perfect. All right. Moving All right. on to the next game. The game that... Uh... And we're back. This is the... Oh, I'm just kidding. Did you want to do any music? The Red Bull or? Podcast. So, in the second game, we had Red Bull New York play Real Salt Lake. They welcomed in their yellow kits, yellow shorts, and yellow socks. We had a long, long discussion about yellow kits before the game. Absolutely. They were trying to Because, once again, my uncle was a part of the um, festivities. Um, (laughs) Strangely. It's great that celebrities can come out. Um, I really like to see that uh, Real Salt Lake is bringing in the the higher-ups. Yeah, uh, to we even brought Jerrica in off the bench. Absolutely, you know it's good to see some uh, some substitute hosts coming in, um, sharing <laughs> their thoughts and um, ideas about the game. So that was impressive. And in that game, we started McMath at goal. We started Brody Vera, Glad, and Hidalgo, which I thought was very good. Luna Ruiz, Ojeda, and Savarino, which is a very strong midfield. And then Arango and Musavski up front. The LAFC up Conexion. Mm-hmm. And then on the bench? Oviedo, Julio Gomez, and Eli Lafelsen, Beavers, Palacio, Krylock, and Silva. Boom. So is that Big with Moose and... Get ready. It, Moose and Arango up top. Is that the RSLAFC connection? <laughs> oh, nope. It's not that one. No. There we go. Yep, that was awful. That was awful. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> it really did. All they right. Did. They went wild. Nice. Um, the Bodie Brody connection on the outside. At first, little hesitant, but Hidalgo played in a couple of really good balls out of the back to get things started up and over the top and led to our first goal. You want to take us through that one? No. Do you want to take us through that one? Well, it was kind of quick. I yeah. know that uh, uh, the, it was Sabarino on sent in the ball from on the right side into the left side, and I think he was going for Moose. I watched you the think? replay. And, and Moose didn't jump? Moose didn't get there, and it kind of froze everybody else, and it landed right, right at, at the feet point. of Luna, and boom, two minutes in, we're up, one nothing. crowd goes wild. As they do, three minutes in. Boom. Like and two minutes, 36 seconds. It's insane. It was and, one and he minute, ran right seconds. over to the RSL Random Fan podcast and said, guys, put me on the show. And we were like, and dude, it was maybe a, next week. It was a little much because I was like, why are you blowing a kiss to us? Like, I don't understand. And then he said something about he wants to have a baby with me. I don't know. That was, that was a weird celebration. That was celebration. over the top, dude. I was that like, was a little weird. And then he adjusted his shorts funny, and yeah. I was like, bro, like, keep it on the field, dude. Absolutely. And there's cameras. Well, take it down and he say something more along the lines of, which one's Tyler? I've heard what you've been saying about me. <gasps> That's true. <gasps> you've been saying no, naughty things. No, Every time he got on the field, I've said <laughs> great things about him. <laughs> I just love that one play from a while ago where he twisted and netted it out. It was so funny. Anyway. But there was a moment in this game, too, where ball got played wide, went right under the guy's feet, right out of bounds, and I had to turn to you guys and say, that guy has an MLS contract. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, that was their left center back. And he, like, went to pass him. Or, no, he went right past him or something like that. Yeah. Out onto the, the yeah, east side. East side. Yep. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That was funny. One thing I want to talk about, the first half, we go up one nothing. Then we, we played relatively well, but they kind of turned off. Is that fair? Is it was that your impression? Because I, I think could feel it's that. A, I could feel that, and I also felt that. Sorry, um, I also felt that they were kind of undecided. It felt like they had that vibe of like, should we keep pressing or should we kind of just ho- um, hold up for a sec? And you can tell not everybody was on the same page. You're talking RSL. RSL. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the Red Bull, if you watch the game pretty intensely, Red Bull do not um, do anything but press. They're not very oh, yeah. good with the ball. They want to kick it up to the other team's defenders, press them until they give the ball away and get goals like that. And by the end of the game, it was almost obvious that they were not even trying to string passes together until they made their late subs. And I think after the 75th minute, is that when we made our subs? Yeah, right mm-hmm. around that time. That And then they got their goal. Um, but... Right around that time, they they subbed out three or four players and and brought in three or four more, and that's when they actually started playing with each other, like passing and moving, like I think is attractive soccer. But before that, it seemed like the first half plan was just pressure the heck out of Real Salt Lake until they make a mistake and we'll score, and it just didn't work. Like our guys were really good under pressure. It kind of worked in the Kansas City game because Kansas City put a lot of pressure on um, RSL with the ball. But it also felt like RSL kind of relaxed, which has been their Achilles heel for a long time. Relax. Don't Don't do do it. it. When you want to do it. See? Like, I'm setting him up. You are. When you want to go. Go ahead. So, and I think it was – it's been their Achilles heel for a long time, turning off. But the team, the roster is getting better and better and better. So I kept thinking if we were playing a better team, I, I think we might have been – had they would have had a better chance of punishing us. Because the RSL is better than the New York Red Bull. They're better than Kansas City. I think so, yeah. And they're, but they're, they should be – they're kind of a lot better than the Red Bull at the moment. At least in the game. Well, and we're separating in the standings too right now. We're like we're we're solid third place now. Yeah, and in the it's, West, it's I mean. been quite the turnaround. So I was really worried, but it, watching it felt like old RSL where they're up a goal, they're playing well. You're not really worried. Yeah, it was. It was the word that kept coming to my mind was workmanlike. It was a workmanlike performance and confident confident and that's the same at the thinking. same time that's also dangerous because we uh went up two that's nothing, overconfidence two nothing <laughs> in the 53rd minute with just a I beautiful love that goal, goal by, I from love me, that goal your boy luna well and it, it was like it was also off of a moose hardship right there that that's guy, what i'm saying that like guy the moved give, the ball the go, got in the front give, of that, the that midfielder made a great play and then luna was just with the right there with the follow-up and luna's poise in front of goal was fantastic. Love it. He ducks Cheeky. the shoulder. Cheeky. The keeper steps, and he he wanted to pass it left all the time. He That's where he wanted to kick it. He stepped, and the goalie stepped with him, and then he just put it back where the goalie moved out of the way. And I was like, dude, that, that goal to me 
was almost more impressive than the goal he had where he smashed it in. Like, I love that goal. Like, that that's so good. That shows so much development in him that he has the poise in front of goal to be able to finish like that. So good. That's that is gonna he's gonna pay be dividends the, he's gonna be the, the Kroger road. Messi soon. <laughs> the Kroger Messi, uh, because the public Messi is taken. Yeah, absolutely. That's already been well documented. <laughs> Poor guy. He went to Publix to do some grocery shopping and apparently got mobbed. Not too bad. But no, as soon it's as not they, too bad. But then he also had an uh, escort there the whole time, anyways. So as soon as they started recognizing him, he grabbed the keys from his wife, went out in the car, and felt bad for him. He's like, leave him alone. <laughs> what? Why would you do? So you you're gonna tell me that one of the greatest soccer players to ever walk the earth? Like, there's no real fight. I mean, you can say Ronaldo or you can say Messi, but both of them are in our era. And you would say, don't go up to him. Yeah. Don't take a picture with him. I was thinking I would be the person who would say, hey, look, he's busy, he's busy, and then after he's and all then done. you would squeeze his ass. You just like little, <laughs> yeah, little. yeah, yeah. That's what I do. It's like, I mean, I saw Tony Beltran after the game walking out, and Are I had wearing enough, glasses. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah good look for I him. saw. I had enough poise to just say hi, Tony, and keep walking. I didn't crumble. I didn't start stuttering. I didn't ask if I could take a picture with him. I can just. I didn't ask you, if like, I could buy his avocados. I can like, picture you like right after, like Jericho. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> Tony looked at me. Oh my gosh! Did, did you think we have a connection? We did. We there was definitely a connection, but it was me and Jericho and Tony. So it was like a. But he had like his kids with him. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. You know. Yeah, I'm more of a. Wasn't time to jump in. Just like say hi or. Yeah, I'm I, not a. I, I get that from you. I'm not a. Hey, can we get a picture? Because that's the one thing we're we're horrible at. We do all these interviews. Forget to take pictures. Yeah, I don't like taking pictures. I don't, I'm not a big fan of any. Still, because I don't look very good in the pictures unless I'm flexing. So. <laughs> Whoa! Put the guns away. Jeez, man, you've been lifting your lawnmower lately. What's going on? <laughs> what a random fan gun show what is podcast. <laughs> Why do you have biceps, man? <laughs> what is going on? You got biceps too. I Look lift, at this. Bro, I got, I got something. Yeah, you lift. Holy cow! Seven <laughs> kids, you're lifting something. Are you a big guy? I hear you're a big guy. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> uh, oh boy, he's on that creatine. Um, so after that second goal, I felt nothing but love until Frankie and Maya subbed in, and my daughter stood up and said. Yeah, Frankie! And, and you know, the the other team's subbing in. Nobody knows who this kid is, right? Frankie Amaya grew up in Southern California. Um, heck of a player. Youth international. Went overseas. Came back to Red Bull. Um, he's just kind of getting reacclimated to Red Bull. And, boom, steps in. And what was he on the field? Three minutes or something? And he scored a goal. Mm-hmm. So It was a really good goal, too. Um I don't know if you who you blame if there's any blame to go around, other than kind of RSL just kind of going I mean, through the motions. That yeah. lull that they Bovino have. Bovino kind of stood in the channel. It it just seemed weird, like his spacing was a little off or something. And the ball was right there. It was either Silva or um, Glad or Bear. I think maybe. Yeah. But he stuck his foot in there and just beat him to it. He kind of took a better maybe. angle and just got a shot off and. It, it seemed like it didn't come out of much. No, but it also se- seemed like it was it was needed. Like it was like they earned it. You know what I mean? It, it was coming. 
Yeah, like there was some foreshadowing there, and it was going to happen, which is unfortunate. But you know. And then what was it? Two minutes later. What was a minute later? One minute. Oh man, that guy. Like I was saying, so Saverino, I think realistically, if Saverino does not make that, that goalie, you know, dives more. Uh, 90 degrees to the path of the ball like you would do in tennis instead of the soccer way which is going more 45 degrees and going away from the ball yeah um, if he if he stops that I feel that we have a tougher game and we could have probably walked away with only one point because that felt like it came out of nowhere yeah you know what I mean well he played it to Luna out wide and Luna just kicked it back to him and Sava was not in a very dangerous position and he made this great move and, and scored the goal. Two touches and then... Yeah. And and that goal was fantastic. Oh, like, full we, stretch. You, if, you, if you showed up on, on Saturday, that you were treated. There were three solid goals from Real Salt Lake, all in the run of play and all four very, good, four very good nice. Yeah. Four, four I think, good yeah, goals I in the think game. it was four all, good goals. All yeah. in the run of play. And we won't even talk about the ref yet. But that... That gave Luna two goals, one assist on the night, and both, you know, great team goals. And Sava was involved in the the first one, mm-hmm. and then Sava got his at the end. and And I love the answer by Real Salt Lake to come right back and boom, get your goal right after you gave up one. You I know what? Love I'll, that response, which has not been our forte for a very long time. But what I love most. After that, there was a few minutes later, RSL had the ball, and Pablo on the bench, I don't know if you notice this, was yelling at the team to go forward. There were so many opportunities where McMath was, McMath was holding the ball, and we oh. just weren't releasing Julio. Yeah. And pa- Pablo, like it was like in the 85th, 86th minute, I have to watch it again, and he was demonstrative, yelling at them to go forward because I think they he wanted to bring that intensity back yeah. and put another one on them. Yeah. Because I think that's where we're at. RSL is at that point where they're a good team, and if they want to be a great team like teams that win MLS Cup, like LAFC or the last few. St. Louis. St. Louis, Seattle. Just brand new. Seattle. <laughs> just to he say just said it too and he's pissed. <laughs> But they have that killer instinct, and they put you away. Mm -hmm. That's what great teams do. RSL is a good team right now. They want to get great. They have they when they have the opportunities, they need to go up two or three, and just pound them. Yep. It's like so you're not get your positive differential back and keep it. So you're not at the end of the game giving up. some sloppy, something yeah. weird happens, deflection. Someone has a great play, and boom, like Brandon said, it's 2-2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, yep. where we're, that's where we need to go. That's the direction we're heading. So. And also, um, Chicho Arango looked hurt. Um, did he, he got figure... clobbered. Yeah, he... yeah, and he didn't get the call. Um, didn't he get, like, stepped on or something like that? Dude. And he so had to come off. Alex De Silva kind of looks like Remy Touchon. I hate Out that on the name. Field. I hate that name so much. Every just time he's French, or because no, the way I, just, I say it is no, it the way just I like say every it? time it's said, Touchon? this game or sucks. Or is it Remy? 
You know, it's like, oh, ref by Remy Touchon. And there was an outbreak, three red cards, blah, 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 blah. Remy Touchon lost control of the game. Yeah, again. it's like Remy Touchon. The <laughs> other one, I can't remember. Qu'est-ce que tu fais, huh? There's another one, not Remy. Uh, but Alexis De Silva, first game? First in game MLS? in the center. I don't know his full um, refing history. How do you not know this? Well, you call yourself a fan of the refs? <laughs> Come on, Brant. Well, Step I think RSL, research game, yeah, bro. Seriously, RSL's had like five or six in the last few years where they've had their first. Yeah, why um, are they Boyko? choosing us? I don't know. Because if you can handle it at altitude, then maybe. you can handle it. Yeah, you can do it anywhere. I, uh, that's what I think. I thought for his very first game, it wasn't first half. I guess second half was other than the last last uh, call. I think he did great, but the first half, those fifty-fifty shoulder to shoulders, there was three of them. Uh, the one on Sabarino, I am still. I'm confused. I'm it's in still, his back. It's in his back. I, I think it's got to be better. It's got to be a call. I, you know, I watched the game again, and the uh, um, the broadcasters, the announcers that were calling the game. We had two lovely uh, young ladies doing the call. Women. Women. And they did good. They did no, a I, good job. Yeah, I want to be. I'm trying to be respectful. I wasn't trying to. Um, no, they're doing a great job. Yeah, they did a great job. And they were like, you know, he was going for the ball. And I think he kind of went through him, and I think it was kind of shoulder to shoulder. I think, you know, seven, eight times out of ten, you get that call. Well, Julio in the last game, do you think that was similar? Which one? The the one where we scored off of? I think that's another one where seven or eight. Yeah, so it's the same It's the same style where it's kind of iffy. It's kind of like you get that call sometimes. It just depends on well, maybe the home so team here, here's, gets it. Here, here's my going back to our ref discussion and when we had the refs on, what you do as a ref and how you influence the game matters. So you see what happens. If you didn't call it, at least go over and talk to him and say, dude, you fouled him, but that ball went by and I was I'm letting it play for now, but you need to watch yourself. Right, like you, you do something, and then at least Salt Lake knows. Okay, that ball might he according to the ref, he he didn't think the ball was going to get there, and so you you still can't just clobber a guy, right? So there's that fine line between did he hit him? Yeah, well he you can see there's contact, but would it have changed the play if he didn't? That's the real question that the ref's trying to answer, and. There's there's a lot of gray in there. I, I think for his first game, I think if he looks back at the calls, I think he makes different calls as he, the more he does it. I thought he was relatively uh, fair. There was a couple of times where he had some really good play ons, mm-hmm. and he didn't resort to just the whistle and the foul. I thought he, um, I th- I think it was. There's probably been better first games by refs, but I don't think it was bad. I don't think I think it was lopsided. He called way more fouls on us than he did on them. It's nineteen and, and sixteen. They fouled us more than we fouled well, that, them. That was their style of play, though. The That's re- what I'm saying. Re- That's Revo their style. In, yeah, looking. They for, should have had thirty fouls on the night. Maybe not thirty, but well, twenty-five. Was, I don't think realistically any of the challenges that they did was detrimental to our outcome. Um, I think their goal was fair and square. I don't think anything really came about of it. Um, the only thing I think is that last that last play. I can't even remember. I just remember watching it from our end, just being like, "Why is he calling that?" Oh, that was the one where uh, our back was going, had the ball. I can't remember if it was Palacio or Vera. Vera. No, it was in their box. He was taking the oh, ball, yeah. all the way down, and then he cuts in front of him, 
the defender cuts in front of him in front of the box and he goes down and our guy had the ball one on one with the keeper but he called the foul on us even though yeah the guy and I, I thought at the end when we pointed it out I said yeah I think he missed that one yeah I'll give you that one I think that was probably a missed one and I think also the one on Arango I think he could have uh, that uh, was a little frustrating especially because yeah. he's supposed to be you know one of the players that they try to protect but here's the thing we always remember the ones that we didn't get called we don't add up all the calls that that didn't did go our way well that's that's why i was saying like hey it's a good thing we're up three to one because if not this crowd would have been on that ref so hard he oh, yeah. he i think there were four or five maybe even six calls that i thought were quite obvious even watching it again but again you get the benefit of multiple camera angles you're not running bouncing up and down trying to keep up with a play like i get it it's, it's complicated it's hard we're humans. It's a human refing the game, but 19 fouls to 16. We had more fouls than them, and they fouled us way more than we than we fouled them. Like it, it's the Red Bull. They're the most what second most or most. I think they're the fouls most. in the league. Yeah, yeah. So like, like you kind of have to understand the circumstances of the game, and I th- I think he just missed it. And if we didn't have our finishing boots on, cleats. Boots. 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 Well, that's a strategy Boots. we talked about with Kansas City and St. Louis. Um, some games the ref's going to call it early and set a set a tone where they're not going to get away with it, and maybe you have a first-time official and they, they take advantage of that. Yep. So, But at the end of the day, I thought RSL was the better team, and nine times out of ten, they're going to win that game now. Yeah, if you're going to be the better team and you're going to get better chances, you should win. And the ref shouldn't have anything to do with it, which at the end of the day, I, I guess that's the case. Um, <laughs> one thing that's very frustrating um, is is Crylux. What's the word? Stigma, not stigma, or yeah. like just negative. Negative. Yeah, it, it's just it's so frustrating to watch him go down so easily. There was a time in this game where he was fouled. He got he got he, absolutely run over. Yeah, yeah he got from the back. ran over, fell down. But be, <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's you just said like, dude, if he didn't fall down so often, we could get a call right there. And so he just carries around that that you know that bravado that he's gonna fall down. He's always gonna fall on the slightest thing, and it's getting so frustrating. It's almost like a bad reputation at this point. Yeah, he's getting a bad reputation. That's the word I was going to use. You know what I mean? You know, Darn I don't really grammar. care about my bad reputation. I don't either. Yeah, so I guess we're doing pretty all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Understatement uh, of the week. <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot of it, and I think it's because we've been around. Maybe it's because we're old. But I think we've all been around. I mean, you were you were a teenager. I'm only 32. You were a teenager when, uh, almost a teenager when RSL showed up. Yeah. And Tyler was at the first game. I was at the first game. And we went through the first multiple iterations of the team. We went through the the really horrible times as an expansion team where we thought, this team is never. We didn't, we didn't Williams score was a, really cool. We didn't score a goal okay. for like eight games one yeah. time. We're, we're never going to be good. Dude. That was 2005, 2006, yeah. 2007, it kind of started to turn around. The Beckerman trade that changed it all. Um, Morales. Beckerman, the, Jason Christ becoming the coach, which nobody had any faith in. 
Um, you know who? Somebody wrote this really cool article that you should go check out on Twitter. Have you seen that one? <laughs> Have you oh, seen it? Oh my gosh, no! I this guy Brant Goebel. He's from um, the RSL Random Fan Podcast. He wrote oh, yes. a really cool. I don't know, manifesto update. I don't know. It was cool, good stuff. Note, note, note of uh, admiration. There you go. Well, the point was, thanks for pointing that out. And maybe people don't feel the same way we do or I do, but I, the point is that you never know when the good times start, but you always know when they they end. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why not? Enjoy I, I, it. I think we've turned a corner, and I, the there we could be at the precipice of. Some really historic times for Real Salt Lake. At least some better seasons than we've had in the last ten years. So why not start enjoying it and yeah. take a deep breath and enjoy the ride? Because I think we're headed for some good times. Maybe not, but I'd rather have a fan base like that that's focused on enjoying the games. And because oftentimes when you win the trophy, what happens after that? Everything goes back to square one. Back to square one. Look at Atlanta. They had a great run. They won the title, and they've been almost subpar, a, subpar, ever irrele- yeah. ever, irrelevant ever since. Yep. Um, you want to? Be, I would rather have a club more like Seattle, where it's a really long run. Consistency. A really long run of consistency, winning trophies. I mean, they got their their trophy case is full. But the thing with consistency is, it takes patience to have consistency, because you won't get consistency takes heart. without it takes patience. Takes grit. Yeah. Takes passion. So what else? Is I always love when our team ha- demonstrates those things: grit, tenacity, and you know, consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think we're doing it now. We're definitely on an awesome streak. It's cool to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for the next few seasons. I think it's gonna be fantastic. You know what I love too? The team is the star. <laughs> that was way too cliche. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, I, I really think we're getting contributions from a lot of different places. We're getting it from Sava, which we expected it from. We're getting it from Luna, which honestly a lot of people hoped for, but it wasn't an expectation coming into the season. We're getting it from Moose, who at the first of the year, Pablo didn't even mention him when he asked about the forwards. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? And we're getting contributions from him. We're getting contributions from Arango, who wasn't on our team a few months ago. Like, like we're getting really good contributions Ooh. from a lot of different places right now. So to back up on that, I think Ojeda had a wonderful game. Oh, that against guy. New York. Oh yeah, like, and also a little bit of a little bit against KC, um, SKC. But yeah, that guy was just putting people all over the place. Like, they were getting turned around, and he was just flowing. Like, that guy was dancing in the middle. That I, I was, I was so impressive. We didn't even talk about Palacio, really, in the first, in Kansas City game. He was like, wow. Not only that shot, but he was doing the same thing. He was... But then also to bear that, this game, when he came in, um, did he, he got subbed in, right? I think he struggled in the second game. Yeah, in, so in New York, he he was defensively he was struggling, and I don't think he was really connecting anything on the for, um going yeah, forward. He, but he got a couple fouls, just missed the ball a couple but, times. But he also got wrong footed a bunch yeah. up in the center, which he was I, getting aggressive. It felt like yeah, a little overly aggressive. But I think Ojeda was just in a flow state. Like he, he was. was he was so controlling on the ball. I mean, it and was, he absolutely wants to be here. I listened to the post game. They interviewed him. He wants to be here. He so. You know what's funny about that is like 
when you speak Spanish and they do the post game and they do it in Spanish and then they do it in English and they say things like Delmay's good, dude. Like if you like translating on the fly is hard, especially if one of them is not your native language. She's good. Like the guy, gets, that, the guy that asked the question, like he went on and on in Spanish about, well, and, and what about this and this and this? And Delmay caught almost everything the dude said and, and said it and then translated his answer. Like, that's impressive. And she does it with her phone, she says. Remember, she just types it out as he's talking. Yeah. Like, dang, girl. Good Jeez. job. Go Way to go. Yeah. If you listen to that, if you're into post game shows and stuff. So that's your thing like the so, nerd i am yeah so i i think we are in very we're good in the hands. good times yeah so uh, enjoy it well maybe, maybe not and even just let them roll man just we're not even roll. in the good times i think we're at the start of it and we'll see how it plays out but i i think my, the message is enjoy it because you know when we were 2007 8 9 you win the cup and you think man this could be we could be there was talk that RSL was going to be the flagship uh franchise yeah. of the major league soccer and then we just lost out on the CCL championship that would have been cool and then you know we had the owners and then from Deloitte on uh 2000 he bought the team in January of 2013 and and did, he did good things from like a building standpoint but not from a team standpoint not, not team creating on the field a culture results. he pretty yeah. much destroyed the culture and the inside of that club was yeah. um which turned out to be uh cancerous yeah not a very good place but we are back to the beginning of something good so that's nice and out of hopefully out of the wilderness of crappy soccer yeah back to good it's my favorite matchbox 20 something really <laughs> somebody's got to have one Oh, harsh. After I set him up with all those great <laughs> lines from his 80s music, he, well, he slams both of my favorite bands, Van Halen and Matchbox 20. Van Halen is your favorite band? No, but okay. I do like them. They're top 10 for sure. Yeah, we're. Hair bands and. Um, you, yeah. Metal. Hair metal. Hair metal. And, um, Although we were talking about it, Motley Crue's first album is amazing. Anyway. Oh. <sighs> I think the podcast is over. Yeah, good. Girls, be. girls, girls. That's your favorite song? Uh, no. Dr. Feelgood's their best album by far. No. What's my favorite 80s song? Huh. On that note. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. Join Brant, Tyler, and Brennan every week wherever you get your podcasts. Share with your soccer-loving friends, download, subscribe, rate, and follow. You can find them on Twitter at RSLRandomFan and at RSLRandomFanPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach out via email at RSLRandomFanPodcast at Yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>